I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. Get on me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. Hello, Try Hards. Hello, everybody. We're back. And uh, with no guests this time. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Thanks for that. Um, God, why did I set you up to be able to sing? But we're in a pub. We are in the Priory in Portbury. Yeah, what a lovely little place this is. Oh, you've changed your tune. Portion, <laughs> little portion size moan just now. But yeah, slightly small portions. Um, the guy came to clear the plates and he went, was everything okay? I only had one piece of broccoli. <laughs> I can get you some more broccoli. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, it's fine. I'm not quite sure why you'd offer more broccoli I when know, you finish your food. But when you licked the plate because you <laughs> needed every last morsel that was on there. Anyway. Um, why are we here? You've been back down in the southwest i have um we're actually here because i had to drop off something to my delightful brother samuel but um yeah i've been back down devon with mother for a few days um and in fact um it's been a busy few weeks actually i Hasn't commentated um with bt sport yesterday exeter v quinn's prime cup semi-final who won uh who won? Uh, yeah. Quins, they absolutely roasted Exeter. Did they? Yeah. Um, but oh, it was go on the Quins, boys. So I was the up there qu- with them this week. How are you? Yeah. Um, obviously, your influence, massively motivational, mate. The Quins team was the team that ran um, Sarri's like, all over the place last so they, week. they don't play like a kind of academy side for um, the Premiership Cup. It's a full-on... Depends. Care play. Yeah, he did. Um, he had an absolute... Stormer, um, no look pass for Gabriel Ibatoye to score. Dived, honestly, honestly, it was ridiculous. Don Brandt got two, um, a massive two fingers up to Eddie Jones, yeah. I think. Um, and actually, I think how both Danny um, and Alex are playing at the moment, I, what they did at the weekend, and granted, it is not anywhere close to full strength exercise. Yeah. They're they're proving a point over yeah. here. Marcus Smith, brilliant last week against Sarri. He's like ridiculously good last week. Um, again, Bangarang played Peter. well. Pardon? Bangarang, because he looks like the guy out of Hook. Uh-huh. You, you've seen Hook, yeah? No. You've never seen Hook? No. You've, you've never seen the seminal classic Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, Hook? No. What? <laughs> 
I, I, why it, does that surprise you? Because I, it's probably one of the most famous films of our youth. Oh, we're the same age now, are we? All this old chat. Well, no, I, I'm obviously quite advanced for my age, so I was probably like <laughs> four, you were 16 watching it, but, or not watching it. Anyway, had a good time down there, um, worked with Sarah Elgin and she was class. Matt Kvezik, awesome bloke, um, told I was wondering where Kvezik came from and he said it's because his gra- one grandfather was Croatian and his other grandfather was Polish. Um, oh. So he does get quite a few jokes about his heritage. A little bit racist. A little but, bit um, racist. Doesn't help that he shaves his head and he is stacked. I don't think he's had much choice over <laughs> hair shaving, if I'm honest. I'm not sure that's we're a We were actually talking decision. about that because he was saying that we're talking about boys that shave their head and... And I said, I'm not with Mike Brown. I wasn't sure whether I liked the shorter version or the longer version. Yeah. And he said he hates people like Mike because he chooses to shave his head. Yeah. Whereas but some people look weird because you get so used to them. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's also there are certain people where I back in the day, I used to be really shocked when Nathan Sharp would take his scrum cap off because he's somebody that you expected to have like a full head of hair. And he's obviously got like a shiny egg of a head. <laughs> Tiger Woods is always a weird one. Quite good. Not quite good looking, but much better looking hat on than hat off. Do you know what I always find really funny with golfers is because obviously they take some safety seriously and wear their hat around the course so they always have like the worst yeah, tan, tan line yeah. on their forehead. Absolutely horrendous. Um, I'd probably wear You'd wear a, a visor. Peak. Yeah, yeah I, I knew you would wear a visor like a peak because that's you. I very like much would model myself. He on coaches in one of those. That's his like coaching attire. Yeah, visors are cool. I'd model myself on Paula Creamer, the Who? legendary American golfer. I'd wear like a pink ribbon, pink ribbons on my golf bag. Visor. Charlotte Caslick wore a pink ribbon in her hair. Charlotte um, Caslick is back and HSBC herself on the weekend. this weekend over in Sydney. Which, I mean, to be fair to game one, um, they play, Australia plays. Uh, Spain each try they got $1,500 towards the um, bushfire Um, I don't know who was paying it was the sponsors or Um, I think it was a combined effort by like (laughs) ARU world rugby stuff like that so it's amazing so every try that was scored by Australia's men's or women's teams over the course of the weekend 1500 so I think they got over like 45,000 Aussie dollars in the end which is amazing to be fair she was ridiculous in that game one of her tries was absolutely bonkers like and she congratulations on her engagement as well emily cherry obviously came back um in new zealand and then that um then played in australia um but new zealand again ridiculous powerhouse um and got the got the trophy at the end and a big shout out to friend of the podcast tyler nathan wong who became oh. only the second woman in world seven series history to surpass the thousand points mark did you see the drop goal that she did to i know conversion? skills yeah and then she, like She's quite calm and quite, you know, d- you know, not I wouldn't say serious, but you know, just kind of gets on with yeah. it. Um, but she did give a little smile. I think she knew that she had done it, and and uh, the plat's obviously perfectly in place as well. <laughs> um, talking about sevens, talking about fitness. Waterman's back in the game. Went running with Big Sue this morning. Stop it. Yeah. Wow. How did she- the knees hold up to that? Chased her around the lanes down near Tiverton. My mum is unbelievable woman. She burned um, you. She's got these. T- she's she's lost so much weight. And yeah, but- she, did she burn you? To be fair, I asked her, does she want us? We went for about two and a half miles up and down hills and stuff. This is like little loop. So it's really nice. Um, I'll take you around one day in the car. In the car, um, yeah. Great. <laughs> great for me. And um, the reason we did it is because she's doing, as we said in the live pod um, last week, she is running a London Marathon. She was 70 this month and um, she's running to raise money for Alzheimer's UK. Anyway, um, she's lost loads of weight and she's got these little, she's got tiny little chicken legs and little hamstrings. And go- Fair play, she's in good shape, but she was taking the mick out of the fact that, again, called me mighty, meaty, big and bouncy this today. Oh. 
I'm 35 years old, mum. It's kind of what you used to say when I was 35 months old. Um, oh, mate. Don't take yeah, it personally. She didn't burn me. Um, I did want to stop. I said to her, does she want to stop? I said to that. Said to her about it three times, do you want to stop, mum? Basically putting it onto her because yeah. I wanted to. Um, but she at one point she was like, no. So, yeah, so that's been, been my I weekend. wore my um, athleisure to uh, the supermarket on Saturday morning when I went to get some goodies to watch the rugby with. And I bumped into someone I knew and they went, oh, off to the gym. You're going to sit on the spin bike and watch the game? You? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. Definitely not. And you're currently uh, wearing athleisure, so... Always. Are you doing anything active today? I actually, I've got a new... I'm trying to get my neat up, my non-exercise athletic thermobiosis. Uh, I've been reading about how and when we burn calories and I'm just aiming to hit my 10,000 steps a day. I've got my Fitbit back out. So I've also decided I'm never going to take the lift in my building again unless I've got a banging outfit on and need a selfie in the mirror. I've been taking the stairs. You only live on the first floor, mate. I live on the second floor. (laughs) And I often have a heavy bag. So so obviously, Matchpoint is back. If you are not... (laughs) If you haven't downloaded the Matchpoint app and signed up to the Tryhards League, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Get involved. We gave an amazing prize away last weekend um, for four people to actually go and be on the pitch. Their stash looked good as well. Yeah, they, the girls were loving it. So a guy called Lee Thomas won and gave the tickets. I think he was bullied into it to his wife, Rebecca, and her friends. I reckon she didn't really tell him what they were and just said, and maybe said... I think you might be right, but yeah. the girls went and, and, and had the time of their lives. Um and I've obviously, as Nolly has been hammering friends and family to get involved and join the Tryhards League. So I got onto mum and dad, I'm like, you know, get involved. And then Sunday morning, so obviously we've already had two games by this point. Now I'm getting ready to go out to work. I was pitch side for the women's game, Wales, Italy. And I get a text from dad, the match point app doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? I, I'm stuck on this page, it won't work. I was like, right, okay. So I was, you know, have you downloaded? Yeah, your mum's deleted it, downloaded it again, the app doesn't work. So I'm like, right, I'm not having that. That's somebody should be in our league they're being prevented from joining and it's just not acceptable so nolly and i've got a whatsapp group with ollie banter flying on there obviously (laughs) and i left a voice note on there for ollie and i said ollie the app's not working like i didn't want to get too shirty with him but i wasn't in the mood for this like njj (laughs) needed his rightful place on the league so that's that Work the day, ended up going up to mum and dad's for dinner last night and njj free food roast dinner njj do you have spam (laughs) <laughs> we had a turkey roll from Aldi um, oh, we had asparagus with it as well and roasted cauliflower did you wee smell I don't get that I don't get the um, beetroot one either a barocca will change the colour of it but beetroot doesn't and I eat a lot of beetroot I love beetroot doesn't change the colour of my wee asparagus doesn't make me it's a gene you either have it or you don't evidently oh. I don't um, NJJ gets his phone out for me to look at his Matchpoint app to prove that it's not working I I mean, if they bought the iPhone out in Braille, I'd probably get it. My dad, honestly, the text size is what you'd see on like an iPad Pro, but it's on his small <laughs> iPhone. Is it one letter per, per screen? So <laughs> this page that he's been moaning about doesn't work is that it's where you sign in and you consent. So it's one page on anyone else's phone. On my dad's, you can't see it. <laughs> and basically, I've left Ollie this like snotty message about the app not working. But because my dad's phone screen is like so <laughs> zoomed in, basically you just can't press the so right it's button. consent and then he's like pressing the, the word consent. Yeah, basically <laughs> he can't get to the bottom bit where you just press continue. So apologies to Ollie from Matchpoint for hammering you for the app not working. Um, NJJ is now on the league. So you told me, 
told me your predictions for the Wales-Italy game halfway yeah, through, only because you knew that you were getting close. So, or you were pretty much there or thereabouts. Yeah, Wales by 35, I had. Yeah, and I think you you texted me at 28. So you knew that there was like 20 odd minutes to go. So it's going to happen. They're going to get another try. We are well done. Um, uh, <laughs> well done, LJ. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. Are you okay? <laughs> it's like it's like my um it's like, <laughs> it's like my tongue just did the worm. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, Ew. um you text me and I uh, when they scored I uh I was chatting. I told my mum, and like, because we got her signed up, and, yeah. we were, and I was like, and then it looked like Wales was going to score, and I genuinely was laughing out loud with my mum about the fact that you would be cheering on for the first time in your whole life for Wales not to score because your match point score. Yeah, wouldn't be but perfect. then in the England game, I was cheering <laughs> for England to get the try at the end because I had France by three, and I was like, God, like this is just not going my way this weekend. We should say a massive well done to Flo Williams from Wasps. Oh yeah, has won the opening round of match pint and will be in receipt of a tryhards water bottle very soon yeah she'll be delivered it tomorrow evening at wasps training if she turns up um are i'm you, there are with you deliver that? yeah i am oh Personally, that's nice i'll give her a little hug as I'll well a day off um, from she was 400 parcels through the post like i did last week so oh. anyone if you were in receipt of a tryhards water bottle last week get it on your social media yeah we want to see it we want to see them in action so flo williams actually joined because i put a little message on the group with the wasps <laughs> girls um, just said, look, get on there. And she was like, yeah, no worries. Um, and uh, put a little Welsh flag on there. Oh, yeah. Oh. As has Johnny Leota. I um, love that. Oh, yeah. Um, I reminded him, and he's second in the league at the moment. Devastated. I'm joint second in the Legends League. But just in terms of um, who Flo is, yeah, she plays for Wasps. And also um, a little bit of a shout out because she has put herself out there and is working unbelievably hard, quit a job um, and has set up her own um, sport marketing agency. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's called the Perception Agency, at the Perception Agency on Instagram. And um, yeah, the purpose of Perception Agency is to, it's sports marketing and it's targeting female sports so that by putting emphasis and investment into proper marketing you actually change people's perception hence the perception agency which i think and she's done like it's a cool name but she's done some really good stuff um she also works with wasps ladies um looking after the marketing there and then around sponsorship and also the com stuff so yeah i think um well there you go if you win uh, round two of match point next week you win a water bottle and some free advertising for your company guys so <laughs> we're looking at window cleaners uh, plumbers you uh, you get involved in but well done flo i think she well got done, a, she got a, um Perfect, perfect prediction yeah. did she yeah. I would have too cheers Josh There's, Adams the, in fact the person that is winning I think maybe I don't know if it's the overall league but definitely the England league is a girl called Zoe well done and Zoe and she got two perfect predictions nailing it anyway well should we talk about the Wales games then I, uh, well you worked at one and I watched the other I haven't I, I, I'm, I I'm going to admit now game. I'm going to admit now I haven't seen any of the women's games in full yet um, and that is yet because I will watch all three of them this week but unfortunately with them all being at the same time yeah. and working at the same time I have only managed to see the highlights but um, having a look, good look through social media um, this morning with my cup of tea and having a chat um, with a couple of the girls um, some good results actually and uh well, you, you Should we talk about Wales-Italy Wales, women first then? So I was there. Um, a much improved performance, I think, from Wales. Was into, it? Well, do you know what? When you say much improved, obviously they had a good autumn, but they look 
um, stronger together. They definitely look fitter. It was so a, it was an eighty minute performance. Italy, you know, a, a great side. We know that over the past couple of years. Like second last year for anyone that wasn't part of the women's campaign and knowing about what happened. Yeah, Italy beat France away last year uh, at home. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, I think people put them in the same bracket as the men. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you know they're not. They're an established team that have got actually really quite good and it, to be fair Wales holding out for 34 minutes before the Italians actually scored um, probably shows because you spoke about their defence and you it said massively about how was. Wales it was it was great. a story of their defensive efforts and the scoreline wasn't necessarily reflective of the game not in terms of reflective of the result because I think Wales deserved for it to be as tight as it was in the end however Italy had three tries disallowed all of them were 100% oh. not tries but the Wales defence was absolutely phenomenal talking about really tries being saved Hannah Jones take my hat off to her yeah. what a cover tackle um, unbelievable and, and also scored one herself she she added what well, what I've seen um, was brilliant. And as a young player, she's only, what, she's 19? 20, 21, I think. But yeah. They, I think the big thing with that Wales side is there is a huge amount of youth in that team. And 18 months out from World Cup, it's great that they've backed those young girls now. There were 14 new girls in the squad as of last autumn. And actually, this is probably the time frame you want to be establishing that they've got obviously this campaign another autumn and then another Six Nations campaign and I think they're probably doing things right they're doing things well there's a huge amount of um, focus on strength and conditioning for that squad which possibly from the outside looking in has been something that's lacking there the girls look fit they look that's a, good. a lot because I, I it was disappointing last year to be honest because <coughs> everybody always talks about England having the support and, and yeah we have we have had support off the field but the one thing that we all really pride ourselves in you don't need to pay like, you don't need to be paid money to yeah. be fit. You can go out and run. You can go out and do stuff yourself. And and too many of them were carrying too much weight last year, in my opinion. Do you know, and there's, there's this a big year, thing. It's not just a they case do look of more athletic. They, I think they're being empowered to treat it in a more elite environment. I know that I interviewed um, Snowy Ellen Snowzel the other week, and she talked about instead of being given a piece of paper at the beginning of a season or beginning of a campaign with your gym program that becomes crumpled up, you spill your water on it, gets shoved in a pocket. They are all now on this like Google Drive thing, so they can all go on there and see what their program is. So it means it can they can put their results in. Their program can be changed, cool. but it's just treating them like elite athletes as opposed to an afterthought and, and that's not coming from the girls saying that they felt that way but it certainly looks like if you give somebody respect in that environment I think people do especially younger people you also people. need the culture you also yeah. need the buy-in and you need it to be not just one or two players that are playing over in the women's premiership in England you need all of them to buy into yeah. it and you need them to be pushing standards and driving them from within like I came into an England setup as a as a 15-year-old um, in the England Academy and then 18 into 1977 the what a year <laughs> hell of a year um Brilliant vintage, um, and the standard was set by the elite, uh, by the yeah. senior players. You did it, or you were out. And I think that by the looks of things, that whole culture shift is changing. I think Shuan being the captain, you can see how passionate she is yeah. about it. She understands what needs to be put into it because she runs rugby program herself at Swansea Uni. So I, I think I'm really happy to see and hear by the sounds things that things are moving forward. Um, There's just one thing that I feel they are missing a trick with what um i do you, mate do you want to be picked <laughs> here i am putting my hand up 
having spoken to Chris Horsman over the past few weeks... Who is the new... He is the head coach at the moment and he is supported by Gareth Wyatt and uh, Geraint Lewis. Uh, They've worked on the previous age grade programmes for Wales, 18s, 19s, 20s. They've been really successful with them. I think they're great appointments from a performance perspective. However, I think they lack a bit of nous around the women's game and the specifics. You know more than anyone that there are things that are very unique to the women's game and there are things that are unique to the men's game that the women's game doesn't have with the Tyrrells Premiership being on a break for the duration of the Six Nations tournament I feel that they could have perhaps brought in a consultant coach from that league whether it's a Giselle or a Kim Oliver or somebody who coaches women's rugby or a Gary Street who's won a World Cup bring somebody in who just knows a bit more about the women's game because something that Chris has mentioned a lot in interviews is um, this battle of being pegged in your own half and Wales spent most of the game in their own 22 yesterday and which is strange because to be fair Robin Wilkins has got a huge kick I mean they used to use her they used to use her and Duffy on the because she's a because Duffy's a left footer Um, obviously they didn't have Snowy either as it but She's their more tactical kicker. Yeah. Robin is the one with the distance. Um, I, uh, to be fair, I think it's a good shout and maybe something that it, it's difficult because actually it's the progression of female coaches. Yeah. But all of the people you've just listed are English. Yeah. Well, in that case, all right. Then, well, you know, in terms of Welsh coaches, we know Lisa Newton, who coaches at Cardiff Met. She's had a successful record at Pontyclean. She's a former Welsh international herself. She's obviously busy with her stuff at Cardiff Met, but I'm pretty sure that they train at a different time to Wales. Could they bring her in for one or two of those sessions? The woman that's just walked past had a hell of an outfit. Yeah, leopard print. Um, I think she's the same, in fact, the same as the cushions. <laughs> Um, I think to be fair I I think it's a good idea and maybe something that people don't really look at because they think rugby is rugby and and it is and coaching is and (coughs) I'd say that if it is why do you bring Ollie Phillips in to coach the sevens because he's got a sevens background if rugby's rugby no when I say rugby's rugby I mean 15s rugby I'm not saying like the whole like touch rugby tag rugby (laughs) I mean like anything like that but I'm just saying specifically men's or women's but actually when you are coaching men and women it is different um and players react differently and it's different because they're different people they're different they've got different backgrounds and maybe the biggest thing is actually the depth of knowledge and the experience of some of those girls compared to some of the boys that they've worked with and actually what would be better for their overall development are they going too far detail-wise when actually they need to work a little bit more on the foundations? Because some of those girls might have only been playing a couple of years. Should we move on to the men's game? How bad were Italy on the weekend or how good were Wales? I don't think Wales were great. Um, I quite liked the pass. Um, Through the legs and yeah, bigger. Ooh, yeah, quite naughty. like that. Um, quite liked some of the kick chase and the aerial battle, I think. Lee Tom Williams' scrum well. half was very good. Um, Should have been man of the match. but Yeah, no, and... Um, interestingly, when Reese Webb came on and people were cheering and stuff, but then he did a couple of errors and 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 actually they were talking about in commentary. He just doesn't play any rugby at the moment, no. so it'd be interesting to see how much he's used throughout this championship because he came on and didn't really look. I've the heard live rumors wire. that he's been trying to get a contract anywhere he can in England or Wales to fill the time between the end of the Six Nations and the Tesco's, end of the season. Tesco's, Aldi, all of those. To play rugby, <laughs> mate, to play rugby. <laughs> there are other supermarkets, obviously, available. available. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, uh, yeah, I don't. you could see by the body language of the Welsh players, um, they weren't really kind of, even though they're winning comfortably, they clearly didn't enjoy the experience. And sometimes you're in test matches because you're not playing that well, but... 
You know, their defence was good. I think with Italy, they just lacked... They, they did some really good bits of attack, but they lacked <laughs> the composure and the creativity to do anything in attack. It was all really lateral. And any time they kicked or any time they reset through the backs, the 10 was stood about 20 metres too deep yeah um and so as soon as you pass that far with a defense like wales they basically just shut you down so you, it's like constantly going behind the gain line so you do you think they took a bit of a punt and thought well sean edwards isn't there it's not going to be the same defensive no i just think that they it just it was naivety mm-hmm. um i don't i think they showed some really good glimpses where they took wales apart and they made good line breaks but then they were it was riddled with um errors and ha- like the problem is you give away cheap possession back to a team like Wales and they'll just punish you. And then it's the exhausting part of defending to get the ball back. So, um, yeah, I think they actually showed better glimpses in attack. Um, Some of the defence was okay, but I just feel like they need to play flat and they need to have more creativity. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, let's spin it. Wales go to Ireland next weekend. So Ireland, Scotland... Let's talk about the men's first. What did you make of that? I guess we have What's to start with Hoggy. To be okay. fair, before, before even that, the brutality yeah. of that match was ridiculous like beyond ridiculous actually and bless him Doris what four minutes into the game gets HIA um, or immediate removal um, and yeah and he's out and then they go on to him and he's sat next to this beautiful blonde woman who I can only assume is his girlfriend because she's come down and she's crying and uh, oh god I know but anyway it was an emotional day for all of the family obviously yeah. getting your first cap and you only lasted four minutes um, but yeah look oh, Stuart Hogg he was superb in the game yeah um, and slight error of judgment putting the ball down with one hand yeah. <laughs> and not putting it down because he dropped it um, have I told you about when I put the ball down one handed for England was it at Murrayfield oh no that's when I dropped it uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah the the drop ball was at Murrayfield no one's around me I didn't actually put it into one hand I 
I went to slide in, but it was really claggy and my knee got caught and I just basically went uh, uh, and spilt the ball forward. Oh, nice. And then basically the referee hadn't really seen and um, the Scottish player that was behind me, she dropped it! And I was like, no. <laughs> Devastating. Anyway, um, when I played for England Academy against Holland, so I came off the bench, um, did a little snipe down the blind side. It was nil-nil, went, yeah, nil-nil when I went on. It was a thriller yeah. up until... 75 minutes and Leisha from the bench Waterman comes on with a couple about 20 minutes to go fans are like who is this ginger child from the south west <laughs> I was wearing a scrum out they wouldn't have seen and um, put the ball down so I scored this try kind of sat down with the ball but put it in one hand as I sat down and my dad stood behind the post and basically walked away and but so when we did video analysis on the VHS the next day, <laughs> um, they kept rewinding it and playing it. And Streety, the head coach at the time, was like completely taking the mick out of me because he was like, "Why is your day like you're 16 years old? You've won an international and like a, um, academy level." And uh, he's and walked scored. away. And he, ba- I said to Dad afterwards, I said, "Why did you walk away?" He said, "Because you put the ball down one-handed. Next time you'll drop it." Oh wow! And every time anyone drops the ball over the line, I'm literally taken back to 16-year-old Nolly, where. To be fair, Jim Waterman, he was right. Yeah, he had a point. Yeah. Perhaps if Stuart Hogg's father had given him something. <laughs> like, uh, I've met Hoggy's dad, he's lovely, but perhaps he could have told him that. Everyone needs a, everyone needs a harsh dad moment. What did you make of Ireland, though? Do you think that the Farrell era is going to be a positive one? Do you think that... Yeah. W- what, what's your prediction for next weekend for Ireland-Wales at the Aviva? I think... <laughs> You know, I can see it be, being stalemate. I can see it, like, Wales have to improve, and I think they will. Um, I think Ireland, um, I think John Cooney needs to start. I think yeah. he came on, his kicking game was absolutely outstanding, yeah. and Conor Murray didn't do enough to warrant him starting. Yeah. Um, Sexton looked alive and was running about, did a bit of a football moment, got, like, clipped in the jaw, and then was, like, pretending he'd broken it, rolling yeah. around. Um, I do, I, that does frustrate me a little bit. When yeah, agreed. Um, but I, I think um, Andy Farrell, he has got rid of players, brought players back. I love the fact that they went mental when Devon Toner came on the yeah. field. I love that. Um, oddest 10. He's quite an odd looking man, isn't he? Oh, don't get nasty. I'm not. I'm, do, you I'm know not do you know he's younger than you? That, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a good game. <laughs> I think actually it's going to be a lot on selection. Um, and I think Wayne Pivak. If he backs himself to pick Tompkins. Tompkins, yeah, I think I think Wales could do it, um, but they've got to be more inventive. And I also think that they did so well in the aerial battle. Um, I think the only problem is is the halfpenny is superb um, at certain things, but he's not really an attacking threat. Someone like Lee Williams is mm, yeah. in that fullback position. I think Wales's biggest issue is probably I, I'm not sure that George North is going to do enough in defence at 13. And I think oh, you can't play him there at 13. You got to put Nick Tompkins there. I think um, although he he's 12, I'd, I'd put Nick Tompkins there. To be fair, um, I don't think George North is showing that he is. He's good. He's he's a good rugby player, but he in a game yeah. like Ireland away he'll get torn apart yeah. um, by some of their out, outside backs because their footwork, their ability to take people on if they get even in the slightest place. A sniff, so. yeah. But yeah, just talking about Tompkins because we've kind of skipped over um, Wales men and the influence. I am gutted he's playing for Wales. <laughs> well, we're delighted. And do you know what? I really loved his... Because he's a, English! There were a, a few damn you in the week. But then... If he's, if he's decided that he identifies as Welsh and that's what he wants to do, then he's going to play for Wales. What do you identify as? Lols. Um, <laughs> he, 
um, Ken Owens offered him some tutelage in the anthem in the week and he said, don't worry, I've already been practicing. And he paid a huge amount of tribute to his grandmother <laughs> after the game. And it obviously, he was incredibly proud I, and impassioned. If I ever told you when um, Ellie hero. Kildun and Hannah Bottman in their first Autumn Internationals a couple of years ago, they were after shirt presentation, they got into their full kit and when I say full kit, I don't just mean shirt and shorts. Socks. Socks, anthem jacket. I think Hannah had her boots on and they were stood in the mirror, which was probably no bigger than a foot and a half wide. Both of them arm in arm practicing the anthem. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> tragic. It was amazing. I can't remember. Did Hannah Bottom and have her boots on or her Crocs on? That's what I want to know. Just to picture it. Devastated about that. Why would you announce that in in a Sky Sports interview? Well, if that's what we're going to do and people are going to start announcing things for sponsorship. Crocs have replied and said that they will provide her with Crocs. Yeah, so she's winning at life. What do I want to... Birkenstock, if you're listening. (laughs) uh, Man-made Birkenstocks are my footwear of choice. We're hitting spring. Get them out. Get them to me. Orange for trying. Should we move on? Let's let's move on to the uh, Ireland Scotland women's match and a big shout out to our favourite smiliest person in the world, Senanupu, who scored on her thirty-sixth birthday. Fair play, she looks so good um, for thirty-six, and also the fact that she's still playing and still playing as well, captaining. Um, she actually um, messaged and. Um, Sorry, they're making coffee next door. Um, and obviously not answering the phone. Good service. Not. Um, I am... Um, Be on TripAdvisor later. <laughs> um, so I was messaging her saying, um, like, good luck and stuff for the weekend. And it was really good to see her in good nick and going out there and doing all sorts of stuff. So she's doing stuff for Guinness. She's, like, presenting, like, different awards. Like, she's just, like, winning at life. And she deserves everything that she's doing. She she's absolutely fab. does. But she said she moved from 12... <laughs> Um, because of injury into the 13 channel and I just think it is the best move for, for Ireland I think that like it, it, she's I, it's funny that you say that because I've only heard you mention that 500 times <laughs> in the past year or so anyway she scored and and also Bevan Parsons scored one absolute cracker of yeah. an intercept pretty much from our own in five meter line um, and got the full length and there's some quick girls in that Scotland yeah. side um and uh, yeah, although Chloe, the ball was supposed to go to Chloe Rowley, and you can see on the camera her look at the person that passed the ball, and then thought, "I got to chase this youngster now." Yeah, <laughs> you sod. In the um, in the post match, Philip Doyle, who obviously has previously coached Ireland to Six Nations success, was was pretty uh, angry about what the stats to said about f- the game. To be fair, though, sixty two percent possession yeah. and sixty one percent territory, and he basically just said they gave him he gave him too much of a head start. Yeah, well, he didn't. Like the girls, the girls did, did. Yeah. Um, and the, he actually said that they played the better rugby um, I believe him in that I haven't seen the full game I've seen bits I've obviously seen the highlights I think Scotland are a really good side there's um, a very intriguing shootout in individuals. the Six Nations because of the World Cup qualifier so yeah. Scotland, Ireland and Italy none of them are qualified and the bearing that this Six Nations has on that qualification process it makes it a very interesting tournament. As much as, as much as we've can got I, Can I just say, interesting, Scotland's goal kicker is still their hooker, Skeldon. Um, she's got a good, good, decent conversion. Decent boot. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's there was a lot of talk last week that <laughs> I'm glad that you that sidebar that really threw me. Um, it threw me when I looked. I was like, who's kicking there? The um, <laughs> obviously last week the headline was that at 12:30 on Sunday the Women's Six Nations kicks off with the tournament decider England France. Yes, it probably is, but the reality is that there are many other storylines to this Women's Six Nations tournament, oh, not no, least of which the loads. World Cup qualifier. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I actually think that the best of the rest, and I, like in terms of all the other fixtures. Yeah. I think there's going to be some cracking rugby. And actually, I really love the way that a lot of the girls are playing their rugby. A lot of the Scottish girls are playing in the English Premiership. um, And some real talent. Rona Lloyd, in particular, unbelievably quick, scoring some wicked tries for Loughborough. Um, You've got Helen Nelson. Rona Lloyd's the top try scorer in the league this season. Is she? I'm not surprised. She's got absolute wheels, and but has also improved her defence. She's got yeah. far more robust. You know, those there's girls in that Scottish team that are wanting to put their hand up for Team GB, and yeah, they're playing 15s, but they're an exciting. There are exciting. Do you think we are going to see a more mixed Team GB at this Summer Olympics. Yeah, hundred um, percent. England well, really you mentioned Hannah John. She went down to Australia when Alicia Butchers and. Um, Jazz went down for that Sevens University experience. So yeah, it's clearly paid a off. few She's of those Wales girls who want to follow in Jazz's footsteps. No, I, th- I think um, the mix of it, and I and but what was really good was the fact that Scotland had all of that ball, they had all of that territory, but Ireland held out yeah. and defensively held it together. And big shout out to Cleena Maloney who um, Mahoney. I never know which one it is. I need to check tomorrow night. Um, got the one of the tries, um, hooker for Wasps. And also, we had um, Eldon McMahon. Or Tricky. McMahon. Uh, McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> and player of the match. Um, both Wasps. So, oh. um, yeah, big shout out to her. Well, whilst um, we're on the, uh, the Wasps theme, shall we move over to the France-England game? And the first name on the score sheet for England on Sunday... Poodlehead. ...was Poodlehead. Abby Dow. Abby Dow with the opening score. What have you made of that game? I'm really looking forward to watching it in full um, because actually by the interviews, by what the girls have said, um, by bits of media and the highlights, it was an absolute ding-dong. Yeah. Um, I think England having a lot of territory in possession but capitalising on it for the first 20, 25 minutes was massive. In the autumn, France did, had all of the territory, had all the possession but scored no points. So I think England scoring, um, shout out to Vicky Fleetwood. Um, she got Fleet one of the catch and drive um, tries and uh, yeah, good to see her fit because she's been um, coming back from well, load of injuries, but she's yeah. had one recently that um, was touch and go whether she'd get back into the Six Nations. She's pushed hard and she's... She works so hard though, yeah, she? Yeah, so um, I think in terms of England, Skaz, outstanding. I think she has now returned to some of the best rugby she's yeah. played um, because she, I don't think she was quite there when she came back from sevens. I think she's taken a bit of time to yeah. work and also work into all the players around her. You know, Katie yeah. Daly-McLean, again, is playing so well she's a linchpin to the side I mean my concern is that and we talked about all six nations last year I'm going to keep talking about it yeah. um is what is, what experience is there for the girls below them yeah um now there are lots of girls been injured there's a lot of girls coming back from injury Harriet Miller Mills oh my god absolutely epic to see her back on the field and I said to her how do you get on and she went oh, I didn't do anything wrong I was like mate you played for England yeah. you, you've had your knee turned around back front upside down and stitched back on again and you're what is back it 22 months she's been out yeah um and uh 
yeah, so, you know, just even play rugby again is a big yeah. thing for her to get in the white shirt quality. Um, Vicky Cornborough um, had neck surgery. She's come back as a um, uh, loose head prop and she uh, got a 50th cap. Yeah. Um, Amber Reed was out pretty much all of last year, yeah. h- hardly played, um, and is now back. And uh, she set up the, she gave the offload to Scars for that ridiculous try. I don't think I've ever seen Scars run that far, <laughs> far, far or fast, actually. <laughs> um, so there are girls returning from injuries which is brilliant to see um but there are i think the concerns are in particular the depth at 10 now are they waiting so for the girls depth? To s- because i know that this is something that um you and i've discussed previously is at the last world cup when you got injured in that semi-final and then scars wore the 15 shirt she hadn't worn that and nobody else had worn that other than you it's all well and good having players who can play in that position but it's something different when they haven't physically been there do you think that's what now has to happen with Middleton during the Six Nations the first game is the tournament decider winning beating France between the two of them you they're crown champions so actually does he now have to think winning a Grand Slam isn't as important as winning a World Cup next year does he need to say Katie you're not going to play 10 I'm going to stick XYZ yeah I'd put Zoe at 10 and put Katie at 12 I think if you want to have you know (coughs) To give Katie, uh, to give the, it's not that the players around them that haven't worn those shirts or aren't wearing those shirts that would step in if they were injured aren't good rugby players. They are, you know, Millie Wood is a good rugby player. She deserves her call into the squad, um, is the cover pretty much for Skaz. Yeah. Um, But it's, she, how many games at? 13 has she played for England? Do you know how many games had Emily Scarrett played at 15 for England? It's, It's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's about, understanding and not just performing in club but un- but taking that performance and playing how England want to play yeah. under pressure and I just feel like the 10 and the 15 shirt are very vulnerable at the moment because no one else is wearing them yeah. and I don't and I think it, they're both playing really well and it'll be brutal for those girls to be benched or to be not involved however if England get to the point where they were exactly in 2017 if McKenna gets injured in in the semi-final there is nobody at the moment that's played that position. Yeah. No one won, won that shirt other than her. Yeah. And she pretty much took, went into the shirt after me. Yeah. And it's not good enough. No. It, ne- it, it, it breaks my heart how we ended up performing in that World Cup final. And I'm not saying that it was my, me not being there, lost it. Of course, I'm not saying that. But it totally changed. It took a world-class 13 out of her shirt into, into yeah. a different one. And, and so... <coughs> It's not necessarily about getting the best rugby players onto the field. It's making sure the best rugby players are experienced in the shirt, doing their thing time and time again, but with small changes every now and again. You don't need, and, and the problem is, what I can envisage, wholesale changes. And that doesn't help anybody because those people need to practice with KT10. Yeah. They need to practice with Skaz at 13. They it's need combinations, to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And I, f- I suppose the other side of it is, and they're under huge scrutiny at the moment for front row. And... France demolished them up front in the autumn um, and they they did that again on the weekend. Now France scrummage is scrummage scrummaging um, is good. Yeah. They got big heavy pack that are very experienced. Um, my concern it would was around have they done enough? Is is Shauna Brown experienced enough to go in and start a tight head yeah. in one of the hardest bit places on the field to play? Um, having only played rugby for a handful of yeah. seasons and also she's a back rower. Now, wicked around the park. Yeah. Um, but sh- they did enough to win the test match. 
Um, I haven't watched it all to scrutinise what happened in there. And obviously, Cornwall's coming back. Berner, you know, is is a, is good at set piece, but probably obviously renowned for the work she does around the field. Yeah. Um, She's just trying to get that. But actually, cap, at the same honest. time, <laughs> um, but at the same time, England are creating depth by giving people opportunities. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what they're looking at. And the girls are going head to head throughout the year in the Premiership. Um, and I think, yeah, that that would probably be a slight concern. But it's an opportunity now for them to go up against some big packs over the over the Six Nations. Well, that kind of brings us on to the men's game um, in terms of selection and people wearing shirts. And you definitely well, thinking that Owen Farrell shouldn't have had the twelve shirt on his back. Ah, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I just feel like. You don't see it like the game against New Zealand in the World Cup. They were outstanding as a whole team. But that was because up front, the boys just demolished them and they did the basics well. Everyone played well. Everyone did well. So they played well. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel like you ever notice Owen Farrell really when he plays 10 at 12. I think he's a 10. And I feel like it's a it's really hard to see someone like Nick Tompkins, not Nick Tompkins, who is an unbelievable player at his age, experience, the opportunity he took, his basic skills were ridiculous. You yeah. can see what is honed, he has honed at, at um, Sarri's um, in terms of his catch pass and those types of stuff. Now, is he the finished article? No. But what depth is there behind um, Tuolangi? Yeah. Who is a 12, 30. He went off injured. JJ comes in. But they've. Got, wh- where is their impact runner there? Yeah. There is nobody. And, I, and yeah, it's a bit old school having a big heavy carrier. But if your forwards aren't doing the business, you need someone in the back to, to, to counter it. If you pick, in inverted commas, a lightweight back row, like you lose Manu. And it's yeah. like who, who. And it's not even that selection for that game. It's like who is below them. That in, and I've got Oli Devoto. And I think he's, you know. Really good player. He's playing yeah. really well for Exeter. Um, but I feel like where England are lacking is in their centres in terms of anyone really that's put their hand up over recent years regularly. That was where the problems were in 2015. Like yeah. No one had that shirt no. or those shirts. Um, the Burgess experiment. But then saying that, I think George Ford played really well. So what do you do next weekend? Do you... Calcutta Cup. Finn Russell's not going to be there for Scotland. He's not in the 37-man squad. Does Eddie Jones stick with Farrell at 12 and Ford at 10? What what does he do? Does he does he call anyone in? Does he send anyone I home? I actually think that George Ford played really well um, because he is a really nice player and he took the ball to the line and found like, gaps and stuff like that. But I just don't feel... I, I don't know. I'm going to keep saying it because I genuinely believe it's not a, not the best combination yeah. but Owen Farrell is a is a really good leader and actually it, it, with Eddie Jones's statement of physicality and brutality that comes 100% from his captain so yeah. I guess the issue is that he's captain so if he's going to change the centres he has to drop forward yeah and I don't think he will because I, I actually think where England need to change um, and mix it up is scrum half. I think Willie Hines coming off the bench didn't really add anything. He wasn't going to bring flair or anything, you know. And, and Danny Kerr is playing unbelievably well for Would the club. But he seems about in a now that we're we're in a new World Cup cycle. We're at the beginning of the next four years. Would it be weird to bring Danny Kerr back in, having not selected well, him for the World to Cup? To be fair, like do you? 
would you envisage seeing either of those two, Ben Youngs and Willie Hines, go into the next World Cup? But that's what I mean. No, Instead so of bringing like, Danny Care, maybe yeah, in great form, but maybe you have to bring someone younger no, in. Yes. So maybe it's about it. Like, but I think actually the scrum half is the linchpin to the team. You know, Sansu for the French women, unbelievable yeah. player. Ridiculous footwork. It's brilliant because it means Bourdon can push to 10. Um, and anyway, we'll digress to back to the women's. But. Um, <laughs> I think Scrum Half is where they need to look at. I think they they need to look at number eight. They need to look at how they mix that round. It didn't work um, with the back five and the scrum. Um, I think it was just really disappointing from England. And France were exciting. Defensively, Sean Edwards. That's what I'm going to work on this week. I'm going to do a Sean Hat Edwards tip. piece for Scrum Five for next Sunday. Yeah, he's um, just obsessed with northern men now. <laughs> <laughs> Slide into the DMs. Yeah, disappointing. But anyway, what are you going to give me your match point predictions for next week? Well, seeing as I am uh, placed that much higher than you in the league. No, I don't think I will, my friend. I'm gonna, I might tell you who I think is going to win games, but I'm not okay. going to. Um, I think England will win the Calcutta Cup. Do you? Yeah. Um, I loved how Scotland played. I yeah, agreed. But their attack, which I just feel like lightning doesn't strike twice. But were, yeah, but they were, they were nine, they were kind of ninety percent there in I their mean, attack. I, I mean, I mean, in terms of winning the Calcutta. No, I know, I know. Well, it'll be three times because they officially won it last year, didn't they? On the draw, they retained it. Yeah. Um, that game, at, I, I think I told you this the other week. That game at Murrayfield the year before last is the best Six Nations match I've ever been at. If England don't change their selection, Scotland will win. Stop it! Don't tease me. Um, I think because their attack was some of the best attack I've seen in Scotland play yeah. for a long, long time. Unbelievable. Their lines, their support, their variety. It was exciting. Ali Price offers a lot of scrum half, yeah, doesn't he? He's a really exciting wicked. player. And Stuart Lovely Hogg was class, um, apart from the drop bit. But, uh-huh. but um, yeah. I th- <laughs> that so are you going to go Scotland on match point? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to wait for selection. Okay. Um, full north. Wales, Isle, Island Wales. Um, I find it really hard because it's a head v heart with that one. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go Wales. I, originally, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Wales. I'm going to okay. go Wales to win. And then I'm going to go France to win the Garibaldi. Well, yeah. I'm actually Just, commentating on that. I just to that. be able to say the Garibaldi because <laughs> very few people realise that's what it's called. Um, I'm actually commentating on that. Are you? For who? I am for ITV Highlights. Oh, so fantastic. Um, I'm going to be prepping my little brain up for all of my Italian and French pronunciations. Um, it's handy that you've got an Italian man at home, so... Well, I know. He doesn't um, speak English very well, so hopefully he'll be able to help you with the Italian <laughs> bits. Joking, love you. Well, on that, you've given me all of your uh, predictions. Cheers. Won't be using any of it. Um, well, maybe you although, should have this how week. have you wangled your way onto the Guinness Legends League? We'll never know. I know, it's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? I need another drink. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.